Hello sports fans, welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve and Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges and we may have a rare look at Whitfield. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey folks, welcome back for another episode of Bold Sports. We're on episode 94 there, Mr. Matt. That is the Chad Brown and Lawrence Timmons edition. Yes, yes. Lawrence Timmons, most recently to wear 94 of any significance. Chad Brown, who had two stints with the Steelers. Uh, he came back and played, I guess, his final season in the NFL. It was 2006, which would be Mike or Bill Cowher's last year. I mm-hmm. believe he brought him back for, I don't know, it wasn't six, eight games, something like that. It wasn't even a full season. No. Um, you know, and, and uh, whatever. I mean. Chad Brown was awesome. Uh, he was the first, he was the first free agent who, like, opened my eyes to, like, the concept that these are, like, people who have to live in the cities where they go. Because his deal was sushi. Remember, he, he, he really liked sushi, and his wife really liked sushi, and that was part of his, like, shopping list as a free agent, was like, well, you know, Pittsburgh doesn't really have good sushi, uh, Seattle, you got, you got Pike Place, you know, they're throwing the fish, they're, they're cutting them up, they're making sashimi, like, right there in front of you. Yeah, they are. So, you know, it made a lot of sense to me, and I, I'd always just thought, like, oh, well, they'll just go where the most money is, but, you know, obviously, with a salary cap, you know, money's not the only thing that talks, and quality of life is a big deal, and that's why you've got all these NBA players who only want to go to, like, L.A. and New York and Florida. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Chad Brown, I mean, he was a hell of a player, hell of a linebacker. Uh, he was there during with uh, Greg Lloyd. And that was a good team, man, with Greg Lloyd Greg Lloyd, Kevin Green. Chad Brown, Kevin Green. Yeah. And he was played a for a long Did time. Did Jerry O play as the fourth sometimes? Yeah, I think he did. A little bit. Like, there was, there was like a, there was like a solid three, and then there was like some I forget who the fourth was. Hardy Nickerson. Was Hardy it? Nickerson was in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the mid-90s Steelers. Mid-90s Steelers were the bomb. They were. But yeah, Chad Brown ended up in Seattle. And I, I mean, honestly, you know, I, I mean, he did well. But I mean, Seattle wasn't very good at all. Yeah, he did well, but it never came back to bite us. Yeah. We never had to play him. Once on occasion. Once on occasion, but it, it was yeah. never like a pivotal game where it's like, oh, I can't believe the Seahawks like eliminated us from the playoffs mathematically today. You know, the, the only game that we ever played against Seattle that meant a damn was the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl 40. 40. Well after, you know, the tides of Chad Brown. Well, actually, no. He came back in 06 and played, so that was after that Super Bowl. I don't, okay. I don't know if but, he was on Seattle or if he was not even in the NFL or on another team. Oh, he wasn't on Seattle. Yeah. I would have remembered that, dude. I watched nothing but, like, Steelers Super Bowl content for the full two weeks. Oh, yeah. So that was, I, like, the first one in ten years for us, you know, so we had to, like, soak it all in. Yeah. And, like, I remember, like, the, the meme about, like, oh, did you hear Jerome Bettis is from Detroit? Did you know that Jerome Bettis is from Detroit? Like, you'd think as often as they repeated that Jerome Bettis is from Detroit that they would have said Chad Brown was also, you know, playing against his former team. I don't remember that. Why don't you look it up? I am. Since you, brought, since you brought it up, you fact check yourself. Um, I don't remember that. That's that's a fact. I don't. Um, doesn't mean it didn't happen, though. So, so we got Chad Brown. Now, Lawrence Timmons, in my opinion, was not the worst Tomlin number one draft pick. No. He was good. He's, 
He was solid with us. He left as an unrestricted free yeah. agent. I mean, we we we, we got had some we, duds. Hey, we got what we got out of him. And Tom he was had hell... some some duds. Dude, but... how about Lawrence Timmons breaking Ike Taylor's arm whenever he went in? Ike Taylor was making a tackle, and Lawrence Timmons went in bull rushing to help make the tackle. That's and... not a good thing, though. You don't want that. No, I mean you don't really want it. Yeah. Now, Tim, Timmons was good. for As far as like the number ones go, I think he was probably Tomlin's best. Steelers, 93-96. to 96. Seahawks, 97-04. to 04. So, yeah, he was on that scene because that was the 05 Super Bowl, 04 season. No, it was 05 Super Bowl, 06 season. Bet, dude. Wait, 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 wait. Or was it the 06 Super Bowl, 05? It was 06 Super 05. Bowl, 05 yeah, season. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, so, uh, so 05, he was with New England. And then he was with the Steelers in 06, and he went back to New England in 07. So uh, Three-time Pro Bowl, so two-time All-Pro, AFC champion, 1995 with us. So he was the on the New England squad that lost to the Broncos in the divisional round. Yeah. And then we didn't have to play the Patriots. We got we got the Broncos instead. Uh, you know, the rest is history. Man, that was a that was a fun time to be around. I don't I don't think I would enjoy that as much these days as 93 to 07 it's a hell of a career it's a good long career well, folks I mean gotta eat sushi I guess is the, the lesson gives you longevity definitely is so fuck those omega 3's get those omega 3's you know yeah. so uh, yeah Lawrence Timmons hell of a player hell of a linebacker um, he, he was not a bust by any means he played yeah. well for us the Steelers let him go test the waters in the free agent market and he went and signed a big old deal and then I, he's out of the league now yeah He's, uh, you know, he had some issues in Miami and whatnot. He wasn't feeling it. He wanted to come back to Pittsburgh. And Miami's like, you're signed with us. And he, like, went MIA for a while. And MIA, get it? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then he, he's out of the league now, as far as I know. Uh, and then you got the all-time person to wear number 94, Mr. Charles Haley. Five-time Super Bowl champion, two with the Niners, three with the Cowboys. Okay. Um, you know, he was a hell of a player as well. Um, for a while, he was the only player with five rings. Well, he was on like the two best teams of the nineties. Yeah. You know, the, the Niners dynasty and then the Cowboys Yeah, he was at the end of the Niners dynasty and he was on like three with the Cowboys. Yeah. So, I mean, that never hurts. It's like Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders has a Super Bowl ring with Cowboys, Super Bowl ring with the Niners. Yeah. World Series ring with the Braves. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he never won anything with the Falcons, though. No, no, he didn't. I was actually just watching a bunch of Deion Sanders highlights mm. while I was in the bathroom the other day. <laughs> yeah, he's been he's doing some ad. He keeps popping up on my yeah. feed. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't gotten around to actually like looking at it yet. But uh, so, did you, you know. get out and do any any sports related activities? Yeah, I did. I did a little biking. Uh, I went running a couple days. Um, you said something about golf, but I'd already. I already had plans to sleep. <laughs> right, because so, I hit you up at like 2.30. You did morning. hit me up really late, and I was just like, man, like, no way. This is not going to happen. <laughs> I knew you were still awake because I, it was Saturday. Yeah, right. It was, um, it was Saturday, and, and, and I finished work, work. Yeah, so, but, uh, <laughs> looks like you didn't go golfing either. Uh, I went today. Okay. I went this morning. Uh, I had one of the guys that Beautiful is, day today, man. One of the guys that is um, uh, a family friend of the owners of uh, the brewery I work at. Okay. And... Um, he was talking like, yeah, I'm going to play nine holes tomorrow. And when I was like, oh, where are you playing? He goes, oh, I'll probably just go out to North Park. He goes, I'm just going to play by myself. But, like, I don't have to be work till three. Mm. 
He's like, you live in Mount Lebanon, right? I'm like, yeah. He says, you got some nine old courses down there? I'm like, yeah. I got one on less than a mile from my house. I said, mm. Frosty Valley's a little further down. Yeah. I says, we're good. He goes, yeah. He goes, I'll just meet you. He goes, give me your address. He goes, yeah, I did. Goes, See you at 1015. I'm like, perfect. Okay. <laughs> no problems. Nice. nice. <laughs> Went up. I shot uh, Shot not as good as so I So you went Lebo? Yeah. We Have you been it. to Frosty this year? Uh... Not since they reopened six and seven. Okay, because the last last time we talked about this was last year, and there was all that flooding. And they reopened. They six had to reroute they, the course. They, a little they bit. reopened six and seven three weeks ago. Okay, so I might go down and give it a shot here. Let me know. I, I want to. I like that course. Yeah, I like Frosty too because for a nine hole course, it throws everything at you. Yeah, you got two fives, two threes. The rest are fours. You got water. You got dog legs. You got a snake hole. Mm-hmm. You got uphill. You got you mm-hmm. know. I like Frosty. You got you got a. One where if you go right, you're in the creek. There's there's a couple of those. A couple. Well, wait, wait, no, no, no. Yeah, number two, if you go right, you're in the creek. Number seven, if you go left, you're in the creek. Yeah. And I don't worry so much about the left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I go right, I go hard. So <laughs> Don't we all. Yeah. <laughs> I had one horrible drive today where it was one of those, and of course it was number eight. Mm. So it's like, gone. Oh, like, yeah, yes. I'm like, eh, well, okay, so I found the ball. Uh-huh. I'm okay with that. But, but that's the like, one that's like way up high by the practice range. Yeah, number eight's the one that's the number one handicap, and it's along the back, and it looks a hell of a lot longer than it is. It plays longer you than You teed up is. real high, though, right? I did not tee it up real high. No, I mean like the elevated tee is like pretty high. and then No, the, that's seven. That's seven? That's okay. seven. Eight's the one that's just straight. Oh, okay, yeah. And if you're 20 yards left or right of the fairway... You're in thick, rough in the trees on the left, or if you're right, you're and now they took all those old trees out. Well, yeah. they they had to. They got blown down by storms and struck with lightning and shit. Uh-huh. So now the right side of number eight is all just high fescue. Nice. So you well, I mean, not nice. It's nice to look at. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, it's there's that there now this year. <laughs> New additions. They took a lot of traps out, so there's some ground under repair right now. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, all in all, I shot okay. I mean, I shot forty five. Cool. You know, or no, no, sorry, I did not shoot 45. I shot 40, 43. Hmm. Um, All right. But yeah, I mean, not one of my best rounds out there, but hey, I got out and played. I was happy. Bad day in the course is better than a good day at work. For sure. So, did you get Sounds to... like you did both, though. I did both. <laughs> so, did they just cancel out? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, did you get to check out the River Hounds, man? So, the guys had a bounce-back win over Loudon United last Friday. One to nil. Loudon actually dominated the stat lines, but the Hounds uh, had the lone goal at the five-minute mark and then held it. The game looked as the Hounds played defense and protection for the rest of the match, honestly. Yeah. Um, the Hounds find themselves in the sixth position uh, in their group uh, in the USL. Uh, have some games in hand uh, on some teams as we were talking about previously, four points out of third and two points out of the fourth slash fifth seed, depending on tiebreakers. Um, this Friday, the Hounds have um, uh, head north of the border, uh, take on Ottawa Fury FC. Ooh. Also, I did find out from people that live in D.C. because they come into my work, mm. and um, Loudon is a sub-team to D.C. United. I also found that out. There we I go. was wrong last week about that. Yeah. My my friend Brian, who lives in Leesburg, this, apparently the stadium's like two miles from his house. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like he, he told me that they are in fact a 
minor league squad of the DC United. So uh, he said he said they've been trying for years to get a minor league team of some sort in that area. They tried for a baseball team for a while. It fell through because of mismanagement and corruption. And what mismanagement, corruption, in professional sports? No, in county government. Oh, mismanagement, <laughs> and corruption in county government? Yeah, that kind. Oh, yeah, shit. yeah, shocker. Yeah. So anyway, I was my like, God, you yeah. speak of this is like. I just told him that I I happen to know that his local government is has gone cheap on their uh, captioning coverage. So, you know, I won't say any more about that. But you know, it was purely for fiscal reasons. So at least they're like cutting some budgets. Right. Anyway, they got a minor league soccer team, so, you know, heads roll at other vendors. You know, learn to kick, I guess. There it is. As the old saying goes. (laughs) Learn to kick, yeah. uh, So, uh, did you see the Hounds uh, real estate deal? uh, The one for the training facility? No, they also bought the land under their stadium and the parking lots around it. Mm. So that gives them... You know, they they don't have to like ask for permission to like make certain changes to the stadium now. So now they own the stadium. They own. They always own the stadium. But now but, they but own like the, the parcel of land. But that now it's they on. own the land. They now own the land and the parcels adjacent that are used for parking. So, you know, they now they now control the parking for their stadium, and I guess that means their stadium is expandable. Possibly, I mean. The, the owner, I don't know if you know this about the owner of the Riverhounds, Tuffy Schallenberger, but he's like a construction guy. Yeah. So, maybe he just likes to build bigger stadiums. Um, I don't know. I, something, I, you know, my, my dad be in the kitchen and bathroom business and deals with a lot with construction guys and, and builders and whatnot. Yeah. Those guys just like to buy up fucking land and just build shit on it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's a house or an office building. It's what you do. <laughs> or maybe, a, you know end zone grandstand for a for a soccer match like i i heard him on uh i heard him on one, one of the other local podcasts he was talking about um the banquet facility where where they had the uh, media event that i went to um talking about how like that's not really that nice it, it could be better you know so I, I really wouldn't be surprised if they if they take everything like you know take that building that currently houses the pub that's like in the west end zone of the stadium yep. closer to the bridge yes Fort Pitt I mean uh, you know to maybe like expand and, and uh, renovate you know that building make like a bigger pub and maybe some better locker rooms for home and away um, you does, know um, could, could happen for sure does Central Catholic still get to play a game or two down there I mean if they pay for it yeah I mean I know, it's, that's all it is is like they rent I know it. the one season they played um, their whole down there and... yeah they'll play a couple there probably I haven't looked actually but I mean, it's it's been typically the past few years. It's been like they play a home game at Fox Chapel, um, you know, one at CMU. They usually play the homecoming game at Carnegie Mellon. Um, Just makes it easier. Yeah, I mean, not not that it's like a huge thing. I, I guess there are people who, you know, meet at the high school and walk over. Um, I don't even know if that path is still there. There used to be a trail from the back left corner of the freshman football end zone on the field behind the high school and there was like a dirt path up to the cmu parking lot but they i mean they built something on that that piece of land cmu did now so i don't even know if you can take that shortcut you might have to walk up craig street and like that's just a way to separate money from people's wallets (laughs) 
There's that. Do I do love me some Craig Street dining? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, what was the place I used to go to on there all the time? Union Grill. Yeah. Love Union Grill. Yeah. Union Turkey Grill. Devonshire. I'm not sure what I had there. You gotta get the turkey. They used they, to have. They, a, the best they used to sell wine for like really ten dollar bottle of wine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was like eight in the store, and they would sell it for ten. Yeah. And we're like. I mean, it wasn't anything great, but when you're a fucking broke college kid. No, it's exactly that. I mean, and it's like the perfect college bar to, like, take your parents to. And I, I learned that the hard way because, like, one year for my birthday in April, you know, my, my parents are like, where do you want to go for your dinner? And I was like, I want to go to Union Grill. And so they're like, all right, we'll call and see if you can get a table. So I called, and I asked about a reservation. And they're like, well, we don't take reservations, but you're just not going to be able to get in here this weekend because of what's going on. And those were, that was her exact words, like, because of what's going on. And I was like, well, what's going on? <laughs> and she's like, pit commencement. And I'm uh, like, oh, yeah. So I'll, mind. Um, I'll come back in, like, June. Yeah. See right. you then. <laughs> but, yeah, that's that's a good spot. Um, so, yeah, anyway, like, CMU Stadium, is it's fun. But I had a much better time at the uh, Highmark for that central game against, uh, I believe it was Seneca Valley. You went to the alumni Yeah, it was, it was my 15-year reunion. And they had the pub we, open. And... No, they didn't have the pub open. We had we had big buckets of ice and cans of beer in the parking lot. And then we went into the game. and um, Most of us just stood in the end zone, like where the Riverhound supporters section is. Well, the pub was open whenever the, the, uh, they played down there for the one whole season. And uh, there's a big stink about that, but that's what for the high school. Yeah, really? I mean, uh, we've talked about it before. We don't need to reiterate. Everyone that. knows, like the Central dads. If you have a dad who's a Central dad, and you also go to Central, like I think you understand what's going on. And yeah, like we don't we don't need to rehash it. Yeah, I'll just say I'll just say two words to anyone who might be listening: Camp Shroom. <laughs> just leave it at that. Uh, also, this past weekend uh, was the PGA Tour's final event of the season, and we're just going to say Rory, Rory, Rory. Wow. McElroy won the FedEx Cup as well as the Tour Championship at East Lake, which is outside Atlanta last weekend. Uh, Kepka and Rory were in the final group uh, for the final round. Rory ported on from the first tee and finished minus 18. Xander Schofley finished second. Kepka finished third at minus 13. He was, him and Rory were tied at minus 14 um, going into the final round of that there. Uh, Rory ends up taking home uh, $15 million for the win and the FedEx Cup. Uh, that takes him to $40 million on the season. Not a bad pay week. Not a bad pay year for Rory there. Not bad. Uh... And then, uh, let's see where else we had. Uh, Kepka did win Player of the Year uh, for the 2018-19 season. And that is in the books. Uh, they have a couple weeks off. And um, we're looking forward to the President's Cup in Australia. That'll be in December because it's in Australia. Um, and they have the short off season as the next season starts up September 12th. But, I mean, if your job is to play golf, why would you want an off-season? I know, right? It's not like being a teacher where you're like, oh, my God, I need three months. <laughs> you know what I mean? A lot of teachers didn't even get that this year. No, I know. And a lot but, of teachers work other jobs in the off-season. Yes. Um, 
And uh, so September 12th, uh, they start back up for the 2019-20 season in West by God, Virginia at the Green Bar. You know why they call it West by God? Because you're like, by God, people live here? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so, I, I can't help it. It's West Virginia. I mean, come on. I, I love, you know what? I love the country roads and, uh, you know, they they take me home sometimes, but I still got to drive through, like, two counties of Pennsylvania because that's where I live and I'm happy for it. Right. You know, it's I, a nice place to visit. Um, it's a nice place to drive through. It's not a nice place to drive through. It kind of sucks to drive through. <laughs> that state will break you, man. Two weeks I will be in West, I will be going through West Virginia. To where? On my way to the beach. Okay. So you're going through like the eastern part. Um, nah, yeah. So what beach are you going to? Rehoboth. So here's the deal. You take 68? Yeah. To save on tolls? Definitely. But you don't have to go to West Virginia. You can take 51 to okay. 40 to Maryland. So we did that last okay. year. We did that last year. And let me tell you that it eats the shit out of your gas going through the mountains. Uh, yeah. And going through 40 and going out through Nemecola and going through Little Highlands and getting into Deep Creek. And it is... You don't have to go to Deep Creek, though, man. Well, when you get through 51, when you... When you go 40, you end up in Deep Creek when you get no, 68. You no, know, you got to make that whack right off of 40 and go down through all them farms. You don't have we're, to do we're, that. We're, you bypass Deep Creek. There's the Deep Creek exit. You're not like in Deep Creek itself. But there's... You see the lake. Yeah. Yeah. You, you see, don't have to do that. Yeah. So we... uh, So when you go that way, it, it just eats your gas through the mountains. And the car's like, what do you want me to do? Uh, yeah. And uh, so on the way back last year... I said, babe, I said, I'm just going to hit 68 all the way to 79 and go north. And it was exactly one tank of gas back from the beach going that way. And it was 37 miles longer and 40 minutes quicker. Okay. Um, just by doing a beeline and up. You got you know? me thinking now. Uh, so. 79. 79 to 68 in Morgantown, run 68 all the way across to 70, run through Baltimore, and then when I get out of Baltimore, then I take different routes. Okay. Way. But it's all highway. I mean, there's a few spots around Maryland where, you, where you're not highway, but you're on like a, a divided highway that's like 55. Uh, mm. And then when you get into Delaware, it's just like kind of all back roads, but those back roads are like 60 mile an hour <laughs> all the way down to the beach. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so last year when we went that way, we had to stop before we went across the bridge in Annapolis. Um, and filled up again just because it ate so much gas going through the mountains oh, and whatnot. Man. The, the key is when driving down to the beach that way is knowing what time not to hit Baltimore. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, well, that's all it is. I don't know. We were, we were going to Outer Banks once, and I had it all I had it all mapped out to go through 40, and the driver was like, like she vetoed that pretty, pretty readily, um, you know. Well, when you're going down the Outer Banks, I like the sights, man. I like the yeah. I mean, you know, I, it's okay on occasion, but like when you when you go down south, like I spent a lot of time going Pittsburgh to Florida. Yeah. When my grandparents were getting older, and before we convinced them to move back north because uh -huh. there was no way in Florida to help them. Yeah. Uh, so there was like, about every other month, my dad and I were going down to Florida, and we had it timed out where even with my dad driving with five over the whole way, mm. we did it from Pittsburgh to Tampa in like thirteen hours flat. You know, yeah. it's knowing what time not to hit Charlotte, no. essentially. And uh, when you're going down south and you're taking 79 to 19 to 77, 
West Virginia is five fucking hours. It's it kills you, man. <laughs> like, like down south. It, it's like a state that size, but like to drive across it feels like you're driving across like Alaska. <laughs> when you're going from north to south of West Virginia, you're going through the thick part. It's five fucking hours. Yeah, man. And Summersville, West Virginia. Oh my god, don't speed through that motherfucker. I don't. Oh, I don't. I'm because I'm usually looking for a place to pee by then, man. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm looking for a sheet, so I, I don't want to miss it. So I don't speed. Yeah, uh, yeah, we, we, we had it timed out pretty good, but it's not a bad ride. I like going down the beach, so... Um, beach rules, man. I, I, I'm I not going to get to do it this year. kind of sucks. Uh, yeah, we're going on two weeks. So, we're gonna, so there's going to be a week that we're not going to be able to podcast, mm. So or we'll have to do it before we go, or probably before we go, if we do it at all. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Little League World Series uh, finished up last weekend. Uh, River Ridge out of Louisiana uh, wins the Little League World Series over top of Curacao. I watched the final out of the U.S. Championship game. Okay. Other than that, wasn't on my radar. It's okay. I've been I've been following along with. MLB. It's some of the best baseball you're gonna get. I know. Yeah. It. You know. Oh no. And I. You know what? I watched the first, the first inning of that game as well. I did watch the first inning of that game as well, and like it, it was really remarkable. Like the first base hit. You know, like you really did feel a charge, like go through the stadium, like it was, you know, almost like you're watching like fall major league baseball. Yeah. Um, you know, it. I think it'd be cool to be there. Um, I've gone twice. It's it's awesome. When you were younger, or when you were like old enough. Once to... as an adult, and once as a kid. So you're there as a kid. You're just like what, just loving it, right? Yeah. And once as an adult, you're fucking loving it. I mean, it's. But you're like probably like, knowing you, you're like chatting up all the parents and like asking them about their signs and stuff. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> hey, where are you from? Hey, got any good golf courses in Louisiana? <laughs> Carousel. <laughs> Oh man, I used to know a guy that lived in Curacao half a year. Uh, it was so awesome. Uh, but was it yeah, Randall Simon. No, it was nah. not. It was not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Lily World Series is over, so we gotta wait till another year for that. Um, but in the meantime, we're gonna go ahead, folks, and take a break right now. And we have some stuff from our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios here in Beachview that host our podcast as well as several other podcasts uh, with the likes of Awesome Cast, Fishing Without Bait, and Wrestle Mayhem. Uh, we'll be back in just a few moments, folks. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we're back for a second edition here at Bold Sports, episode 94. So um, the Buckos had their first series sweep since June. They had the Reds in town over the last weekend. Uh, the bats and the pitching showed up. This was their first complete series and winning streak of three games um, since then. Uh, wow. The Buckos are, well, they won the night. So that puts them at 13-30 and 30 since the All-Star break. That's just monumental collapse. 13-30 and 30 since the All-Star break. Um, yeah. What makes it tolerable is that no one expected anything anyway this year, and even even when they were, even when they were like you know just on the the edge of the playoff chase at the All Star break, you were still kind of like, but how? 
You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like they kind of sucked. Like they kind of like limped around and they they got you know just enough wins to be in it, but they still just had so many holes, and you just couldn't you couldn't really get a feel for like any sort of momentum until right before the All Star break. Um, other than that, like it was just about Josh Bell's stats. Okay. Yeah. So and he hasn't done shit since. You're I was maybe. I mean, he had two home runs one day. Like yeah, I yeah. saw. But yes, it, it's it's been it's been a drop off for him, and as as goes the best player, so goes the team. Um, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Like, I'm I'm reading a lot of goofy shit about them. Like, they're they're like they're shuttling a bunch of like mediocre to bad minor league pitchers, like back and forth between here and Indy, just to have enough arms in the bullpen before like our pitching, two days from our, now our, when they get to call all the crappy pitchers up for our, September our pitcher our pitcher pitching staff got decimated within the first month of the season it was bad before camp well I mean, they, they were doing really well in camp the pitchers did really well in camp they were supposed to have one of the best bullpens and everything else and then it's just a fucking bed I don't know what happened they did great in spring training and then uh they just fucking blew up I don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah, I mean, too many holes. Yeah. Um, you know they don't, they don't have good enough pitching. Um, you know they they've got outfielders that are like good but streaky. You know they've had injuries that that certainly doesn't help. Um, Polanco, like what the hell, you know. You know, Mar- Marte's like sometimes doesn't hustle, but that's not a big deal because like when he plays, he still impacts games more than like half those other guys yeah. do. Um, I mean, it, it the defense like they make so many errors, and it's been that way for so long that we just have come to accept it. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, oh yeah, well the Steelers they're bad at special teams. Oh whatever, they're good at everything else. The Pirates are bad at fielding, but they're also bad at everything else. So it's not like cute or quirky; it's just wrong. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't want to keep going on. Like, we, we've talked so much. I'm about to not go to any games this year. Not, not because I'm boycotting, but just because, like, I can't get excited about it. Right. You know? So have you watched any Atlanta baseball this year? I've watched a lot of Atlanta baseball this year. <laughs> I, I, I am, like, I'm not sure where you're going with this, so why don't you take it? So, uh... Mr. Francisco Cervelli. That's where I thought you were going. As, uh, I didn't want to steal your thought. Is, is, is no, no amore. No and amore. No now, amore in Pittsburgh. When I was watching the, the news, and they said that, you know, I had already seen on Twitter that, that Francisco had asked for and been granted his release. Yep. Um, I didn't know anything further. I, I sat down for work, and I turned on the evening news, and they said he wants to go to a contender, most likely Atlanta. And I literally, like, I was like, yes! Like, I like... Good for him. Loud enough that I'm surprised Julia wasn't like, hey, what's going on? Like, from downstairs, where... Because I was upstairs, she was downstairs. And I was like, that loud. Like, why am I excited about the Braves, like, adding in the pennant race? Like, just because I love Francisco Cervelli, and because since I have to watch a lot of well, Braves see, games for my is job... He, is, he ca- is he catching, or is he... Yeah, he caught... A... You, you're not gonna believe this, Steve, but he started a catcher for them yesterday... And got injured in his first attempt to run the bases. He he made it almost all the way to third before his quad like did something funny and then he like tried to argue to stay in. They said it was more precautionary. I haven't seen any updates today because I didn't see the Braves today. 
but you know they're they're hurting at catcher right now, so they they can't afford so to how like about, have a have a quad strain okay, turn into okay, a quad. Okay, okay. So why pull. why did he did he just give up on the Pirates because he said that he wasn't going to play catcher anymore. And you know, I don't think he did that due to I, his health. Or I don't whatever. get to like I don't pay to read Dejon's website, but I heard that Dejon's story about the catching was like directly refuted by Francisco Cervelli himself. That that he like said like the next day or two days after that story dropped. Um, I don't know where that came from. I never said I don't want to catch anymore. So I don't. I, I just I just think it was because, you know, he couldn't he couldn't get back healthy, and then by the time he was like ready to come back healthy, it was just. I mean, call it what you want, like shit show, dumpster fire, like yeah, rat orgy. I don't know. It's it's not a good situation, and uh, you know, I think uh, I think he likes it in Atlanta. He seems happy there. He seems happy everywhere he goes. But yeah, you know what? That's amore. You know, and then also the Buckos uh, Monday night. Went to um, extras, uh, extra innings with the Phils, and it was former Pirates that just clubbed the fuck out of the out of the Buccos. I loved that. I loved that highlight. Corey Dickerson went yard. That was fine. I don't care. Bryce Harper about that. went yard. Yeah, I mean that happens. But we're in the bottom eleventh inning, and Sean Rodriguez. That's the one I loved. Putting the nail in the coffin in the bottom eleventh, going yard. Oh man! So there, there's an there's an article about baseball in the uh, Washington Post today, and the the photo that they used to it was about on deck circles, right? And the the photo that they used was of Sean Rodriguez in the on deck circle at PNC Park. You can't see the nameplate, but you can see the three on the sleeve, and you can see the like bun like popping out like the hair bun like popping out under the helmet. And, like, the sky over downtown is, like, pink and purple and, like, striped. And it's, like, one of the best pictures I've ever seen of PNC. It's from, like, field level. I'll have to pull that up. And, and it, the, the article is interesting because it's about the trend of batters wandering out of the on-deck circle closer behind the plates so that they can, like, see the pitch coming in and get, get like, a better read. And I did not realize this, but there's no formal rule about having to stand in the on-deck circle um, the umpire's discretion is sort of like the guiding principle. And there was actually an instance a few years ago where the umpire told Adrian Beltre to get back in the circle. So he actually picked the circle up because it's really just like a piece yeah. of like tarp that they yeah, like. Yeah, it's a so mat. He picked the mat up and carried it over to like where he could stand and like see the pitches coming in and then started taking practice swings and Surprise, surprise, the umpire did not think that was too amusing, and he ran him right then and there. <laughs> and, like, I just, I don't know how I never heard of that. In, in a city that celebrates the Lloyd McClendon base, base theft, like, this is like the passive-aggressive version of that same thing. I just, I don't, I don't know how I missed it. I guess because they play 162 games across 30 teams, and it's impossible to see every highlight. But... That was a really interesting story about on deck circles, and it included a really good picture of Sean Rodriguez, the hero of the Philadelphia Phillies. It is. I mean, okay, so if you remember, uh, S-Rod went down to Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, he left Pittsburgh. Uh, he went down to Atlanta. And um, 
Never really hit it off in Atlanta. Was in a bad car accident yeah. with his family. Didn't really, he didn't really get much of a chance. I mean, you know, but he ended up being in a bad car accident with his family, and so forth. He uh, was on, on the injured list and whatnot, and then he came back to Pittsburgh. And yeah. he comes back to Pittsburgh, and he wel- it was welcomed back by everybody, like ah, you know, S Rod's back, da 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 da. And we end up in a twelve inning game. And he was one of the last guys on the bench. Like, he just got back into Pittsburgh at, like, oh, dark 30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, a bench. He was on the bench, and he wasn't going to play. And then we had 12 innings, and they're like, shit, we need a batter. S-Rod, you're up. And boom, he hits a walk-off home run in the 12th. Yeah. I forget who it was against. But, um, you know, so he's good for that shit on occasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I saw that I saw that on Monday night, and I'm like, ha. Huh. That just bites you in the ass right there. Like, you know, getting rid of guys that... I mean, and, and Esron was a good role player. He's a good... He, he played outfield. He played infield. You know, he was a good, you know, utility guy. Yeah. I don't think I ever saw him pitch but or catch, but I don't know that he can. He started at first base in a playoff game once. Yeah, he did. Instead of Pedro Alvarez. <sighs> yeah. That was hilarious. Oh, that was wild. So, here's some more MLB news around the league. How about the Royals? Kansas City Royals are apparently on the market for $1 billion. $1 billion. Uh, minority owner, a minority owner of the Indians and vice chairman of the Indians, uh, John Sherman, and current owner of the Royals, David Glass, are in talks on the sale. Glass has owned the team for 20 years. He paid $96 million for him in 2000. 2015, the Royals won the World Series over the Mets. I totally forgot it was over the Mets. Yeah. Uh, I knew the Royals won the series. They had a handful of buckos on that team, I believe. Man. Um, you know, I guess they got traded out or whatnot. And <sighs> here or there. It's tough. It's tough being a Mets fan. <sighs> Tell me about it. I mean, I remember, I vaguely remember that World Series. Uh, was they were it, pretty uh, good. Didn't uh, Chapman wasn't Chapman on there? And then uh, Rolls Chapman. Yeah, Rolls Chapman wasn't on the Mets. He, no, on the on the Royals for that year. Wasn't he like a trade deadline guy? I don't and think so. And then they so, had uh, um, Quato was on that team, I believe. I don't remember. Yeah, Quato was on that team. I think they were like trade deadline guys. Then I'm going to the to the Royals. I don't know. I know Quato for sure was on that team. He got a ring on. I'm thinking one. about those Mets though. Like so they. They've been to the World Series, what, once against the Yankees? They had the Subway Series against the Yankees and in the early 2000s. against the Royals. Against the Royals. And those are the two that they lost. And they won it in, what, 69 and 86. 86. I want to say they snuck in there another time, too. It doesn't sound know. right. They're so bad so often. Every once in a while, like, the Mets have, the Mets are just, they're streaky. Yeah, they you are. You know? They're not like a Marlin situation where they like just build a super team and then dismantle it the next year, but they're they've had some bad like money issues, and they've they've had some tumultuous like ownership front office stuff, and yet there's they still pay Bobby Bonilla one point one million dollars every year on July first. Yeah, I know, and way too many people celebrate that. <laughs> I mean, Bobby Bonilla was smart. Bobby's smart. His agent was smart. Yeah. Um. You know, it, it makes a lot more sense, especially in New York. Like, you certainly don't want a lump sum of any kind of money in that state. So, like, 
if you want to keep as much of it as you can. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, pay me like $30,000 a year until my fucking great grandkids are dead. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, also, how about uh, Monday night or was it Tuesday night, one of the two? Justin Verlander got ran, tossed in the sixth inning after voicing his displeasures with home plate umpire Pat Hobert. Um, Is it really Hobert? Yeah. Seriously? I've never heard of this umpire. I would have said Hobert because he's an umpire. But if he were like a hockey hockey ref, I'd have been like, oh, Hobert. I pronounce it as Hobert. It okay. might be Hobert. It might be Hobert. It might be. Like Bob Probert, like if you were watching a hockey game and you had no concept of like who the guy was, you might have been like, oh, this Probert seems angry. Like, you know... <laughs> Bob Probert angry? What are you talking about? <laughs> well, this 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 pro bear will be like somebody pissed in his Weetabix this morning. <laughs> Yikes! I remember totally butchering a goalie's name because my French was bad. Well, what was the one guy? Uh, <laughs> Gihei Bear. Yeah. Yeah, he was from like Orange County. I don't <laughs> think he was from Canada. I don't know if that was really true or it was just something someone made up and told me because he played for the Ducks in Anaheim and they were just like, ah, that's not Gihei Bear, that's Guy Hebert from, like, Ventura, you know? I was just like, what? Um, but yeah, so, anyway, this this umpire, like, what he was, what did he not like about our special boy, Justin? Uh, Mr. Verlander was upset with his location calls and... Yeah, I mean, kind of his one job. I mean, you start you you start arguing balls and strikes. No umpire is gonna be happy. You're not allowed. You're, yeah, I mean, it's one that like you know, and he was questioning him all night. Like, he's like, "Where do you want me to throw the fucking ball at?" Like, yeah, you know. Well, yeah, you can't be doing that. Like, I mean, hitters get a short leash. I think umpires, I think rightfully so. Like, maybe give pitchers I, a little bit longer know, leash because you can fuck a whole team over for days. If oh, you yeah. if you pull if you toss their starting pitcher in like third inning, and I'm sorry, but if you're like getting mad enough about balls and strikes before the third inning, then you need to calm down. Okay, go watch tape like during like you're you're in the American League, so you're not gonna have to bat. So like go watch go watch tape when yeah. you're not on the mound. Yeah. So and this, if like so you re- got, when he, you're calm and you're not on the mound and they're still looking like balls, like then maybe you can he, get he, mad. He, in the he third got inning. he got he got uh, he got um, ran in the sixth. So, Sixth. So, okay, that seems like plenty of time to, I mean, to be I mean, gaslighted you, I mean, you by an umpire. I believe that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and Verlander's been verbal in the past about questioning umpires and location and strike zone. And well, Did you hear you he know. had a reporter banned from, like, access to him during yeah. their series against Detroit? He did. So, like, I think... I don't know how it's going at home for Justin right now, man. Like, he seems, he seems a little edgy. He seems a little on edge. I mean, he's getting up there in pitching years. Yeah. He's still a stud. I still, uh, dude. If he came to the Pirates tomorrow, I'd be like, Ooh, "Finally, we got a pitcher." Mm. Uh, you know, but he's on the Astros rotation. Which, how many Astros games have you done this year? Not a lot, but a handful. You know, it's. Uh, I mean, they got you know Verlander and um, that other guy Cole. That him and yeah. uh, Charlie Morton. I don't have Charlie Morton anymore. Oh yeah, that's right. He's in Tampa. I think. Yeah. One of my um, other teams. Yeah. So my teams right now that I that I've been watching the most are the Braves, and the Marlins, and Tampa. And two of those three teams are contenders, one one in each league. It'd be crazy if it was like a, a 
Braves Tampa. I mean, and unfortunately, I think the Red Sox are out of it this year. Man, and that's and that's like another market that I have a lot of access to. Yeah. Um, not so much the games, but the talk shows, and it's. I mean, they. They've been off that ship since the deadline. Most most of the people who follow the team for a living, you know, the, who write and talk about it on television, like when they didn't do anything big at the deadline, like that was the end. Um, but they've just got they got decimated with injuries. They got too. too much money tied up in people who are either injured or somehow like broken and ineffective. Yeah, and you know, baseball contracts are guaranteed, so I mean. Yeah, it is what it is, and it's gonna happen. Like they're seriously, there's like, this is how different Red Sox fandom is from Pirates fandom. Like there's, they're talking about whether or not they should go try to sign Garrett Cole for like two hundred million dollars, you know, and like that would be dumb. No, it would be dumb, uh, but it's just like they feel like they need more, you know, like. As opposed to the Pirates, who were like, yeah, we got, like, Jordan Lyles. We're good. We're ready for 2019 and beyond. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, night and day. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, glad you brought up the Red Sox. Yeah, they're, they're... They're they're going to as many playoff games as the Pirates are this year, I'm afraid. Zero. Unless they end up somehow stupidly sneaking into a wild card, which would not be in Fenway, probably. No, it's, it's <sighs> not going to happen. You got Oakland... And Tampa, yeah, and uh, you know Cleveland isn't going away. I not mean, the, the Twins, the Twins keep winning too, so Cleveland's like not catching them, but they're still propped up in the wild card as a result. So, you know, steel sharpens steel. Um, I don't know what the Red Sox problem is. They play the Yankees and like seemingly every weekend, but uh, never rubbed off on them. We're uh, watching some highlights here on ESPN, and they're showing some stuff that we're going to talk about this guy later. Um, trying to still figure out how he has a job. But anyway. Who, number four? No. Uh, number ten. Uh, oh, Eli. No. for the Number ten for the Patriots. We'll get to him. Okay. Uh, and uh, oh, excuse me. we have... Um, let's skip uh, and we'll, we'll do some hockey real quick. How about that? Um, so, a little hockey news. Cam Ward... Remember him? I do. Goaltender. He signed a one-day contract with the Carolina Hurricanes to retire. Where was he? Where was he before? Uh, I'm not sure where he ended up. I think he might have bounced around the league for a minute, but um, either that or he hasn't been in the league and he just signed a one-day deal to retire as a cane. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then you remember a guy by the name of Ben Lovejoy? I sure do. He retired today, too. The Reverend? The Reverend Ben Lovejoy. I love that. I think that's his Twitter handle. Ah, it might be. Seriously, like that's yeah. that's good sense of humor, you know. Like your your last name is Lovejoy. Um, Reverend Lovejoy. You know, he's young enough that he probably had his whole life. He played least, nine years in the NHL. But his whole life of like hanging out and like going to school and stuff, and people comparing him to like Reverend Lovejoy because that's like the only like famous person who has that name. Now there's two famous people who have that name. Yes. You know. So. Um, yeah, he retires uh, from the NHL. How many rings did he get? Did he just get one? It depends. I think just the one. I think he did just get one. He's one of those guys they couldn't afford to keep. Yeah, I think he got one. He might have got two, but I think he only got one. Uh, anyway, also, uh, more on the hockey news front. Mm -hmm. Set your calendars for September 14th. 
Uh, Penguins start training camp on that day at the Lemieux Center in Cranberry. Very All soon. practices are open and free to the public. Uh, I look through their practice schedule. They really only have like a week and a half of camp. Yeah. Um, maybe, I think it's like nine days or ten days uh, that they have of camp itself at the Lemieux Center. And uh, if you look at look at their schedule, you can pull it up on any... On the Penguins website, you can pull it up on the Penguins app on your phone. You can pull it up on fucking Google, for that matter. And it'll give you the breakdown schedule of, like, 9 a.m. to whatever. Team A takes rank one. Team B takes rank two. And then they play each other between this time and that time. And then you have these guys come out. It's a, the, the, it's it's structured nicely. Yeah. Um, and it's free. It's free well, to go to Penguins you know, camp. Hockey's like it's different. It's just a different game. It's not. Well, like it's football. free to go to Steelers camp. Yeah. But no, but I'm saying but it's, it's not free, free to go to, go to preseason games. But right, and like they don't. In, in football, you can't play like full contact football against your your same team for like two weeks. You know, that's how people get hurt and like hate each other, and you lose team cohesion. You know, but in hockey, like I'm sure they're not like checking hard. When they're when they're playing these camp scrimmages, but it's still like you know you're watching them skate fast and use their skills and go back and forth and try to score goals and that's you know that's what hockey is. It is. So you know it's a I don't know. It's cool that it's it's like here in Allegheny County and you don't have to drive out to freaking Latrobe to go. Butler County. Is it Cranberry? Barely. Barely. (laughs) Barely. 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 It is barely in Butler County. Cranberry is like a suburb of Marshall Township. So, <laughs> Cranberry is its own fucking city anymore. I know. Jesus Christ. I know, man. It's, I remember it's Cranberry crazy. as a kid. Yeah. But yeah, we had, uh, so that's going on. Amanda's like, oh, when's Penguins camp? And I told her the dates, and she goes, we're at the beach. <laughs> I'm like, it's okay. Babe, do you want to cancel going to the beach and go to Penguins camp? She's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so that should be on your radar. Go check out some Penguins camp uh, and whatnot. Get ready for the season. They have six preseason games. I believe they're playing two against the Red Wings, two against Buffalo, and two against... Why do I want to say Columbus? Because they're close? I think so. I think it's Columbus. Um, that They're playing preseason games against. I mean, not worth traveling far for... Yeah, you know, you're you're just trying to shake the rust off. Um, what was it three hours to Columbus, four hours to Detroit, and four hours to Buffalo, or three hours to Buffalo, something like that? Buffalo, yeah, Buffalo's about three. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if you want to go to a preseason game, that's awesome because in preseason hockey, pretty much the starters all play too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not a. Uh, I mean, they might not play a whole lot, but. They invited 33 guys to camp this year. So, then they got to get it down to, what, 25 on the bench? So, I mean, they can carry... What is it? Is it how many is on the bench? 3, 6, 9, 12. 18. 14. Plus two goalies. I think, they're allowed, I think they're 21 on the bench and 25 total on the roster. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, but so they got 33 guys in camp. So you're going to get mm-hmm. to see some talent that maybe two-way players or guys that are tr- tr- trying to develop through Wilkes-Barre or the Willie yeah. Nailers, something like that. 
So we got that going on. That's coming up. Put that on your radar, folks, to go check out. Um, how about U.S. Open? Uh, tennis. The U.S. Tennis Open. Matt, this is more your thing because you actually, like, watch a lot of it. I watch a lot of the lot of the Grand Slam tennis, yeah, for sure. Um, now, you know, my, my favorite event is the Australian Open because it's on in the middle of the fucking night. <laughs> and it's, when your time schedule. It's perfect for night owls until... You get to the point where they have the final, and the final starts at 5 a.m., and like a men's final tennis match can go for five and a half hours. Mm-hmm. So then it's not so good. Now, the U.S. Open I love because like they play under the lights in Flushing. And, you know, they start in the afternoon, but they play all day. And, like, you, you could... I mean, there's tennis to be had. All, I think they start around noon. Yeah, from, like, noon until, like, the The, the, the final, match just ended. Well, the final men's match started around, like, 9 tonight. And yeah, like it went it went two and a half hours. So it start it started at ten. Okay. And, you know, play gets backed up. I, I think they might I think the final match is supposed to start at nine, but if the one in front of you runs long, then obviously it's you know, it backs everything up on the court for the day. So we're only we're through two rounds as of this recording. Um Simona Hollop has been upset today, like she's she's the number one woman. Uh she's out. Uh, she's number one ranked woman. Did I see that Venus Williams isn't even ranked anymore? Yeah. Like, when I mean, did that happen? I saw that earlier that, like, Venus Williams had a match today against somebody that was, like, ranked number eight, and she's not even ranked. I'm yeah. like, huh? Yeah. I mean, Serena's not number one anymore, but, I mean... No. She's what? She's in the top five, though. Yeah, like, she, you know, we, we talked about this before. Like, she kind of... Um, she took a year off. She took a year off. She had a baby. She had a baby. It was a very complicated procedure. Like, you know, almost cost her her life. Um, and, you know, like, they they gave her... It, was it at a... I forget what tournament it was where, where she came back. Like, she got, like, a higher seed than she would have gotten based on her ranking alone. Because they, they were acknowledging the fact that, like, hey, like, your, your stats are a little low this year because you had a baby. And you shouldn't you shouldn't be, like... Punished. She actually won the Australian Open while she was pregnant, like yeah. six weeks pregnant or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's just pure craziness in itself. Uh, there, um, but yeah. Uh, so you got the U.S. Open. What's the What's the men's look like? What's the women's? What, what? Yeah. What's the men's look like? You still got? Is there still a uh, Djokovic in there? And yeah, Djokovic. Um, you know, he he won Wimbledon, so. You know he's he's closing in on Federer's mark for most most uh, Grand Slam events. Um, he hasn't been around as long as Federer, but you know he's been pretty consistent, and you know he's creeping up there. Like Federer's still, you know, really good. Uh, he played a guy. He played a guy called Nagal the other night, and like I was like squinting because it's just like one letter off from Nadal. Right. And I'm like, why is Federer playing Nadal in like the first round? But um, yeah, because Nadal's still around. Yeah, there, Nadal's right? still around. Federer's still around. Like they talk about the big three a lot, um, and then there's always like every men's major. It, it, is, is Andy Roddick still play? No, Roddick's done. Uh, Andy Murray had his hip replaced. He played doubles with Serena at Wimbledon, but he's still trying to get his game back as a singles player. I don't. I don't think he's at the U.S. Open. Um, so you're always looking at in the men's draw 
Like, when it gets down to the final four, it's going to be, like, Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, and then, like, a fourth. Um, you know, there's there's a few different guys. There, there's Safin, there's uh, Zverdev. Like, there's, there's a lot of good guys, but they're, like, a generation younger than the Federer, Nadal people, and they're just not as good. So I watched uh, Faraday on Golf Network okay. tonight, and he... If you've never watched Faraday, he does a show. He sits down with usually a uh, PGA professional, but he sat down with Condoleezza Rice. He sat down mm-hmm. with former presidents. Yeah. He's So this one, he sat down with Jimmy Connors. Okay. Connors is announcing the U.S. Open, and um, he, he sat down with Jimmy Connors, and Connors is like, look, he goes, you know, he goes, I have seven Grand Slams. Yeah. He's like, you know, and uh, seven major Grand Slam titles. He goes, and then this guy Federer came along. He goes, and my seven looks very, very minimal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, he said he probably would have had more if he would have played the Australian Open the first nine years of his career. He didn't yeah. play the Australian Open. Just the For, travel? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. He mm. just said he'd never played the Australian Open until, you know, it was in his 10th year. And um, he says, you know, he goes, he still goes out and plays these old-timers matches where they still yeah. want to see, you know, some of these guys that still play. He, he said he uh, plays probably three days a week. He's in the gym three days a week, and he has a day of recovery. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's old. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, Man, these old-timer tournaments, like, I, uh, they often air reruns of the old-timer Sorry, it wasn't Jimmy Connors. It was John McEnroe. John McEnroe. John yeah, McEnroe. he plays in those a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen him in those. Like, I was, I was at a bar once. I think it was during last year's U.S. Open. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was last. It was last year's U.S. Open, and they had like Root Sports on, or AT and T Sports or whatever. Um, and it, they were showing like a rerun of one of those old timer tournaments. And I was just like, I was like, I hate to be that guy, but could you please like change that tennis to the other tennis? <laughs> like, how often does that even happen as a bartender? Have you ever been asked that question? No. Like, no. I like this tennis, but there's other tennis that I'd rather watch more. Could right, you right. put that on, please? Yeah, Here's yeah. a five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, so I understand it's the final round of the U.S. Open, and it's the final round of the men's, and, and Nadal and Jokovic are going back and forth to each other. But can you put that match from four years ago on? <laughs> yeah, I just like McEnroe. <laughs> I like when he comedically yells at the umpire, even though he doesn't actually care about the result of this match. So it kind of takes all the danger out of the tirade, right? You know, well, I mean, and he's he got blasted for years because he was very verbal. Oh yeah, to the umpires yeah. and whatnot, and and then Serena. Was, yeah, he would have gotten tossed out of the game in the sixth inning. He said like he was Verlander. actually playing golf on the co- he was on the course, and his phone started lighting up about mm. Serena Williams. He's like. Did she lose the match or what? What's going on? Is she getting? Yeah, and it was whenever she like got docked points because she blew up at the umpire and shit. Yes, this this was at last year's U.S. Open. It it cast a dark cloud over the uh, the champion uh, Naomi Osaka because you know she was gonna win anyway. Like like Serena's meltdown happened like when it was pretty much like all over but the crying, you know. So yeah, like it it the drama and all the like talk after the match really centered around the controversy which involved coaching from the stands which is a thing in tennis that you're not allowed to do right Um, but they all do it but they all do it and they have like little secret gestures that they use 
And it's like it's like it's like your third base coach giving you signs at bat. Yeah, but it's like not like that. I mean, just there's not much you can tell a tennis player. Like, hit the ball, you know. Like you're not you're not gonna do you're not gonna bunt. There's no I, real I, I, play I mean, in tennis. I mean, I mean, it is a one-on-one sport. Yeah. Unless you're playing doubles, obviously. But now there's know. there are, there's like okay, but it's not entirely fair. Like you don't want to oversimplify it. Like players have tendencies. And maybe a coach has seen something that the player's not noticing because they're in the heat of battle. And the coach is sitting up there and saying, like, hey, like, she's returning every shot that you hit to that spot. So don't anymore. Yeah. You know? Um, I don't know. You know, it's... I Tennis is one of these, like, tradition-bound sports. Um, it is. You don't... You definitely don't want, like, bad adult like professional coaching trickling down into the youth ranks because youth tennis players are already like put through like just insane amounts of like it's not a team sport so it's very isolating and i could not imagine like a lot of young people staying interested in a sport where like you have a coach who just like sits in the bleachers and yells at you you know because you're not like good enough at beating this other kid Right, you know, at least in a team well, sport, you can kind of like also, hide behind your team. Also, a lot of these, a lot of these tennis players, people don't realize. So they play the singles matches, mm-hmm. but they'll also play like Serena plays with her sister in women's doubles, mm-hmm. and then she played with what was who, who was it? Andy Roddick, yeah, or no, Andy Murray, Andy Murray, yeah, they played and, mixed um, and mixed doubles. Yeah. You know, so they're not only playing their singles matches; they're playing other matches that aren't really on TV. You don't see, you don't get to see the the. Um, the mixed doubles and the women's or the men's doubles until it comes down to the semifinals. Well, if you have ESPN Plus. Well, if you have ESPN you Plus, can you can anything. watch it, which you can watch whatever. Doubles tennis is totally different. I, oh, I yeah. like I like watching the, especially with the the two like European based tournaments. They'll always after the after like the men's and women's final ends because those will usually air like in the morning, and then once those finals end, then they'll have like the doubles match, and it might be on tape delay. But guess what? Unless you're, like, a super tennis nerd, you probably don't know who won the doubles final. Yeah. So you can just keep on watching, you know, after the players get their singles trophies, you just keep on watching. And doubles tennis, is it's, like, completely different because, you know, they use the wider lanes. Yeah. And and it's a lot more, like, ping pong at times because you've got some, like, on either side of the net standing up close and they're just volleying back and forth. Um, And, yeah, so this is going on for two weeks. Um, So we'll check back next week and talk more more US Open and we will. you'll certainly have a chance to catch it. I I love like the the US Open final is often on like a beautiful like 75 degree sunny afternoon in New York. Sunday. Uh, it's usually a Sunday. There's usually it? like a crappy like Ravens game on the other channel, so you don't even want to watch it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, check out some tennis. Awesome. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to check out some break time right quick. And we're going to have a few things from our friends at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. Check those guys out. We'll be back in just a few moments, folks, for our final wrap-up. And it's going to be all football. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, and we're back for our final segment here at Bold Sports, episode 94, the Chad Brown and Lawrence Timmons episode, and folks. Charles Haley. Charles Haley as well. Respect um, to the ring bearer. Respect to the ring bearer, exactly. So um, here's we'll just go NFL news first. 
NFL News. AB lost his second grievance hearing for his helmet. Tough shit. Deal. So now he's actually going to come out fucking smelling like a rose like this because now you got all these helmet companies that are sanctioned by the NFL that are legal to now like make him a custom helmet and to like give him his own shit. Yeah, I'm sure. And he's going to make money off of it. I'm sure he will like his new helmet if they pay him enough to say he likes it on television. Right? You know, so... I just can't imagine how... Well, it's not going to be on television because, like, when have you ever seen a football helmet commercial on TV? Not at all. You know? Um, um, teams tend to, like, outfit their their players with, like, what they buy. I mean, that that's not just at the pro level. Like, I don't, I don't think, like, Ohio State players have to, like, go pick up their own helmet from, like, the sporting goods store. Um, I don't think Central Catholic players have to do that. Right. Um... Shit, I know Morningside players didn't have to do that because my brother played for them and they just, they supply you with a helmet. Um, so, yeah, like, I guess because you're a pro, you get more leeway to decide what kind of helmet you want to use and Antonio Brown can turn it into some kind of endorsement deal. Fine. I don't care. Yeah. All I care about is the shade that he threw at Ben Roethlisberger this week on Twitter. Which was fucking ridiculous. It almost, like, I almost felt bad, and then I remembered that it was Ben Roethlisberger, and it was just like, then I made like the Ben Roethlisberger face, like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know that that, 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 that Ben Roethlisberger, oh. uh, <laughs> that's me. Meme will every time somebody like bangs a left in front of me without a turn signal, it's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, he threw some shade on Twitter because they asked Ben hey, on the Sunday night game, uh, the Sunday night preseason game. About and he had a little sit down interview with him, and he's like, you know, I, I mean, you know, I think you know, calling him out in the field, you know, pissed him off, and it kind of ended our friendship. And he's like, we ain't never been friends, bro. Like, yeah, what? Come on, dude. I mean, it's like everybody. I don't. Do you? Does An Antonio Brown does not seem like a person who has a lot of friends. First of all, he has a lot of kids. It's hard to make friends when you have a lot of kids. I mean, um, he, uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I've dealt with him over the years. Yeah. And I can tell you that his rookie year in the first part of that contract, he was normal. Then he signed that big deal, and he, like, that's when A.B. started coming in. Yeah, I'm not saying it's like he's, because he's like a nerd who smells bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. just think he's I mean, like he, a little, he's, he's a little too, like, into what he's selling. He's a little yeah. high on his own supply, so to speak. Yeah, and, and, and that turns people off, and especially in the NFL, you know what I mean. I, th I think that like you you spend a lot of time around a bunch of like world class millionaire athletes, you know, and most of them are still pretty humble and grounded, for the most part. And I think that it's probably hard to like you know like he's probably the guy that they warn you about in like your like freshman year of college at like Ohio State or wherever when they're like, hey, like being a a high-class athlete, you know, comes with its pitfalls, you know. For example, like, he's basically Goofus. Remember, yeah. like, Goofus and Gallant from yeah. Highlights Magazine? Like, Antonio, yeah. it's like, don't be this guy. Don't spend all your money on dumb shit. Don't throw things out windows. Like, you know, don't get kicked yeah, yeah. off, don't yeah. get kicked off the Pittsburgh Steelers the week of a very important, like, yeah, non-playoff playoff he, uh, game. Yeah, he, you know what, and you know what, good for A.B., Go get some endorsement deals, make a little more money, go play football. I've been watching. I've been really watching the uh, um, Hard Knocks. 
Yeah. And he hasn't really been a factor. I no. mean, well, because he never comes to work. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could do that. Yeah. And still make money. Um, we, we, here's we'll, another guy. We'll do a special, a special like episode of Bar Rescue, and we'll be like, "Oh, where's Steve?" And you just, you just, you'll be sitting here like watching tennis on your ESPN Plus app, right? And yeah. your phone starts blowing up, and it's John Taffer, and he just starts screaming at you. Why aren't you in a fucking bar? <laughs> I'm watching tennis, yo. Yeah, it's a mixed tennis. doubles match. Come yeah. on. It's mixed doubles round it's mixed one. Mixed doubles round one. <laughs> uh, uh, so here's what I was saying is we're going to talk about this guy later and wondering how he still has a job. And he's number 10 for the New England Patriots, and that's Mr. Josh Gordon, was reinstated and has been practicing and was able to play in this week's preseason game and, uh, and is able to play in the upcoming season. Um, now... Uh, so he he's the one that like left the team last year. He's like mm. I I need to go handle my shit. He's mm. he's literally a head case. Literally, he's a head case. But I think here's the thing like you know, the, he battles with the demons of drugs and booze. And I think he's and, like bipolar or and something. Yeah, like know? bipolar um, or something. Or shit. he has like an anxiety disorder or something. Like it's serious shit. It's not just like going out partying. No, okay? it's not like like he self-medicates. Like, yeah. You know, he's not he's not trying to be lit. He's just trying to like feel normal. Right. And like I think Bill Belichick for all of his like grumbliness, like I think he gets that. Like I I think despite his like glum exterior i think he has like a high level of emotional intelligence otherwise he wouldn't be able to like lead an organization as successfully as he has and i think he's astute enough to tell the difference between someone who just wants to fuck off and party and someone who's like really trying to like be better and i think also that belichick believes that like you know if he can't get well, better they, on they the game Patriots, if he can't get better with the patriots then he's not going to get better well, anywhere in well the they NFL. gave him a ring um, last year when they won, I, he didn't you know even what? play in the Super Bowl. They gave him a ring for what his contributions were to the team throughout the season. The more I learn about Bill Belichick, like the more I like the guy. I know it sucks. It doesn't suck. Like okay, whatever. He's <laughs> so he's like a football historian. He's a naval historian. He's a lacrosse historian. Yeah, like, he, he he's... those three those three lines of work have all had their share of like, you know, like unbalanced people who are good at what they do but just need a little bit of coaching. You know, like, and and also if the Browns would have never moved to Baltimore, I think they would have had some serious Super Bowls. Oh god. Because Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick. was the coach of the Browns. He'd have to wear double now, granted, hoodies. He'd now, have to wear double hoodies up there on the No, no, granted he wasn't <laughs> the best coach at Cleveland, but he was getting them better before yeah. they moved to Baltimore in the 90s. Yeah. I mean, shit. Um they just couldn't sell. They couldn't sell tickets because they needed a coach who's like, you know, they they needed like a flashy coach. He's not flashy. He's not flashy. Uh, also, what do we got here? Uh, tune this in for your fantasy season. Lamar Miller, running back, Texans, out for the season with an ACL. Uh, Zeke Elliott, still holding out. That motherfucker's dumb. I mean, I. But then again, I guess Le'Veon Bell set the precedent. But here's the kicker, Zeke Elliott still has two years left on his deal. Le'Veon Bell is franchise tag for a second time. But just just go look at your take out your phone, open your browser, and just Google image search Jerry Jones. <laughs> and then you'll stop feeling that way. You won't feel bad anymore. <laughs> you 
You know what I mean? Like, this only hurts him. This doesn't hurt anybody. I guess, like, yes, our friend Shiloh, um, he's a Cowboys fan, but you know what? Like, I think I think he's got, like, a healthy perspective about that. And, like, Zeke Elliott's not going to be, like... <laughs> Zeke Elliott's go. Obviously, like, you need to have a good running back. Yeah, that guy. Are you worried? Does, that, does it matter to you if, like, that guy's team isn't good this year? Does it hurt your feelings? Does, does no, it, does it doesn't. It, it's not like Dan Snyder's team it, it, is going to capitalize it on that. But like, this thing, is great news for the Eagles and Giants. But here's the thing. Jerry Jones has been playing hardball this motherfucker. Good for him. Good. Well, Jerry Jones is a hard-ass motherfucker. Yeah. Jerry, Jerry Jones is kind of like the unofficial commissioner of the National Football League. True. Like, there, there are, like two classes at least of owners like there's like the rich owners and the super rich owners jerry jones is super rich. jerry man. jones is super rich and he's also like new money as opposed to like the roonies and the maras who are like legacy like, and old money they're, they're old money in the nfl for sure yeah um jerry jones you know he spent a lot of money to buy the cowboys and he wants a return on his investment he fired... like art art rooney the second like he inherited his team and he's fine with just like cash in his checks every year but jerry jones i think will be like the leader of the ownership faction in the next cba negotiation which is why i think it's not going to go well right for, for the players and um, we could have a you know a, a work stoppage who was the head coach for the cowboys for uh, tom landry jerry, tom landry jerry jones bought the team and the first thing he did was fire tom landry and hire jimmy johnson yeah right <laughs> Dude, so my uh, <laughs> he fired a legacy coach. <laughs> yeah, well, Tom Landry, like, let's be honest, Tom Landry's he time, was, he was, he was that. like older than Chuck Knoll, and was still around. Like, I mean, he's from a bygone era. Okay, mad respect to Tom Landry. Like, I barely remember him. Um, I remember the King of the Hill episode about Tom Landry's hat, is a classic. Yes, and I also remember my uh. I went to elementary school with with Nate Hackett. Okay, he's the uh, I don't know if he's still in Jacksonville. He he was the OC for the Jaguars. All right. Um, but his dad also coached at Pitt, and so I, I used to hang out with him. And his dad, um, got he was given a pen by Tom Landry, and it was one of those pens with like the water inside it, and it had like a little like message that like as you turned it, it like flipped. Oh. Yeah. And it so it said like Tom Landry says, and you flip it. Football is fun. Flip it again. As long as you flip it again, get the job done. Nice. So I've always that's all. I've never played a fucking down of real football in my life, but I feel like I've been coached by Tom Landry. There you go. That's awesome. Um, and you know what? Like fuck Jerry Jones. Yeah, I, 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 you know, Zeke's gonna end up missing, missing uh, some regular season games on his holdout, and Jerry Jones is like. We'll do fine without him. We'll take him fresh for the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's that's we'll how take every fresh. fan. That's what every fan tells themselves when their favorite player like gets injured in camp, or like, you know, like when Crosby's hamstring is bad. God forbid, and knock on wood. But it's just like, oh well, you know, like let him let him miss like a month here in in October. Like we need him for April and May. Yeah. Um, that I don't. Works out I I'm day. I'm sure that Ezekiel Elliott like he'll he won't get game checks for the games no, he misses? No, he won't. He won't get paid. But he'll he'll get a check for the one playoff game that they lose. I mean, and that's <laughs> not even paid by the team. That's paid by the NFL. Yeah. I mean... So it's really like no sweat off Jerry's back to be a hard-ass about it. 
Yeah, I mean, you know? good for Jerry Jones. It's like if I get him back in time for the playoffs, I don't have to pay him, and we lose a game. If he doesn't come back at all, I don't have to pay him, and we I lose mean, a game. Zeke Elliott is due 12 point, 12 point some million over the next two seasons. So, here nor there. Uh, well, he should jump into that Salvation Army kettle. Right? How about Gronkowski? His little words of like, yeah, I'm enjoying retirement. I'm having fun. My body feels great. I rehabbed. I feel awesome. And he kind of left it open. To it's like, mixed messages, And man. he kind of left it open. Like, a, that is like... He kind of left it open like, I'm a yeah. little bored. Maybe I'll be back in like week six. Yeah. You know, type thing. Gronk is like... It's Gronk. I mean, he's 29 years old. Um, and then you have um, Andrew Luck. How about that guy? Shocking the world. I mean, retiring. And he... Um, you know, Andrew Luck retires... And his reasons were, he goes, I'm just done. I'm, I'm I wasn't surprised up. at all, dude. I really wasn't. Like, I saw, I saw it on Twitter, and then I finished work, you know, and I went out, and it was on the ticker, and everybody's like, oh, Andrew Luck retired? Like, I wasn't surprised at all. I, like, I, I, I get that he was comeback player of the year, but you don't get that award unless you're like... He was, pretty, he was pretty young to be getting that award. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh... It just sounds like every year, like there was some sort of issue with him. Yeah, yeah and, I, and he'll like, go down as being injured. He didn't. He really didn't even need to play football in the first place to be like set for life, okay? Because of who his dad is. Yeah, you know, like he's a he's a university like administrator. Is he not the president of like the Big Twelve right now? I think so. Or he or either that or he's like on the uh, Pac twelve. Pac twelve. I think okay. Pac twelve. So anyway, so like so yeah, like Oliver Luck. You know, he used to be AD at West Virginia. Um, so that's, like, one thing Andrew Luck had going for him. Then he went to Stanford, which is a good school, and even if you, like, don't play a sport there, like, you still get to, like, go have a cool job after you graduate. Yeah, actually, I think Oliver Luck is Big 12, not Pac-12, sorry. But anyway, like, you know, my point being, Andrew Luck, yeah, like, he gets paid a lot of money well, to play football, uh, yeah. but he's probably been smart with the money he's already made. Yep. And, you know, he's... He's smart enough. To, it's you not know, like it's not like he's gonna be you know, like unemployed. Well, but then, then there's the a bunch life. of other players that came out and like gave him shit. They're like, dude, you're retiring. You know, rehab. That's what we do. This is how we play this game. It's like you don't at have some to. Po- at some point in time, you're like, dude, I've been beat the fuck up. My body's not reacting the way it should. You know, he's he's not gonna go down as a bust, but he's gonna go down as a never could stay healthy guy. It's interesting to me that like when a guy gets hurt and is out for the year, they all say next man up. But when a guy retires because of injuries, they act like there's not another person who can fill his his spot. Yeah, so you know, the, so like the, admittedly, like the Colts so are kind of Jacoby right Brissett. Now. They got Jacoby Brissett. They, he's who, not Andrew Luck. He's not Andrew Luck, but he can fill a void. Yeah. Now I know. I'm sure the Colts are out there scrambling right now. Who can we fucking maybe trade for? Hey, guess or? what? I don't think the Colts are going to the Super Bowl anyway. Even with Andrew Luck. Uh, they were up. They were the. T- they were slated to win the South. I mean, they that, that, to win the that 250 will get you a ride on the trolleys. That, it's, it's more than that now, dude. 275 it if is. you're paying cash. Yes, 275 paying cash. Get a card, dude. I got Jeez. a connect card. Okay. Dude, I try to use well, that Well, then shit. this is 250. Heard. got to challenge my analogy. Heard. Uh, but, yeah, so Andrew Luck retiring. Um, like we said, uh, good for him. He made some money. I'm sure he's been smart with it. Steelers. So the Steelers did play a game tonight. 
I did not get a chance to watch it. I was at work, and Ian, we don't have cable where I'm at. Um, or rabbit ears. That's, or rabbit that's, ears, that's, which is weird. That's a topic for my survivalist podcast. Right, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. that later. But I did get to watch last Sunday's game uh, in its entirety. Mm-hmm. I actually clicked over in the fourth quarter to other shit. But um, it was good to great performances from the first team on defense and offense. Um, first team defense, Stefan Tuitt had that uh, two-point uh, recovery in the end zone. Sacking the quarterback there. Nice. Um, the safety. Yeah, I missed that play when I when I saw it was when I looked up and I saw it was eight nothing. I was like, oh, we went for two and made it. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> they went for two and missed it, but yeah. they had the safety. Very, so, very, very Steelers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Ben went. Uh, I think he went for like seven of eleven, for like seventy five yards touchdown yeah. to Juju, which was a nineteen yard touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. Juju had a touchdown. Uh, first team offense clicked very well. Ben was out at the end of the middle of the second quarter. Mm. And then Mason Rudolph got in, and dude kind of lit some shit up. James yeah. Washington, he's grown on me. Mm. He's grown on me, and he has to do more in the regular season than just what he does in preseason. Because well, last year he had a great preseason, and he had a shitty, shitty regular season. And Ben called him out, as well as A.B., and James Washington was the one that was like, Hey, you're right. Thanks. I should have done this. Yeah. You know, and let's work more on this and let's work more on that. And AB's like, why the fuck you call me up? Fuck well, that, you. That, I should practice. That says to me that, that he's got growth potential. Yeah. If you're if you're accepting of constructive criticism, then you can take that and learn from it and grow. That's true in, in all walks of life. Yes. Not just sports and not, not just, just sports, even your yeah. job. Any job. Like just like your your personal like interactions with other people. Like, even, like, the way you take care of yourself, you know? Like, if you take some feedback and do something with it, then, like, you know, A plus B equals C. Like, yeah. you get better. So, and then Josh Dobbs, Josh Dobbs had a uh, had a few things going on there. And he was, um, he looked pretty good for the third, uh, sorry, for the fourth quarter. And he was um, doing quite well, uh, to say. Now, there's still going to be a little uh, quarterback controversy for the backup position, uh, where it's going to be Mason Rudolph and Josh Dobbs. Uh, He is not laying down, uh, but he's also... um, Mason Rudolph's outplaying him. Mason Rudolph is outplaying Josh Dobbs right now to take the second position uh, behind Ben. Uh, And we'll see how that goes. Um... Also, you had uh, the defense is looking quite tighter. Uh, it's not looking too bad. The O-line. Uh, the O-line's been holding the pocket for Ben. Uh, he's been doing some pretty good stuff back there. Uh, and he didn't get touched at all in uh, Sunday night's game. Uh, the O-line's holding that. Um, and it's been drama-free this year uh, with no issues going on whatsoever. Uh, he will, um, you know, finish up from that, and we'll uh, see what's going on uh, after that. I, I did not get a chance to watch uh, tonight's game. I did get to see the Steelers did win the preseason game this evening. Uh, I guess I didn't get to see it. Uh, I, I know none of the 
big guys played for the most part. The Steelers lost tonight, dude. They lost? Yeah. I thought they won. No, 25-18. Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought they it won. Was all, this, it, it all happened with the scrubs. Um, it all happened in the fourth quarter? Yeah. I, know I didn't. Really I didn't watch a lot, but I, you know, I was following updates and flipping back and forth between tennis, baseball, and preseason football. No, what's and your no, preseason what's your, football is the least good. Of no, the no. What's your thought on uh, Josh Dobbs and Mason Rudolph? I think Mason Rudolph's outplaying Josh Dobbs to be the second. I think line. Rudolph's the backup, but they don't. They don't do the two quarterback thing. What do you mean? They're going to carry three quarterbacks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to carry three. Some, some. It's becoming more popular these days to only carry two. Seriously, or what, especially when you have like a just like like the Patriots, for example, like they there's a lot of argument about whether they should have two or three quarterbacks coming out of camp, because the the theory with the Patriots goes that if like Tom Brady has a season-ending injury, then you know, the, then they're just gonna have to play out the string. Um, likewise with the Steelers, it's it's in a lot of years it's been like well there's Ben, and then there's like a backup who can like maybe win us some games, but they're not, you know, well, they're not going to light things up. Right, right. Well, Josh Dobbs has been the backup, but now Mason Rudolph is challenging for... Right, so Rudolph would be the number two, and Dobbs would be, like, the the, the, the emergency who, like, yeah. only gets in if there's, like, an emergency. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, O-line's looking good, protecting Ben and whatnot, from what I got to see. They got a really good O-line. And a lot of they teams do, don't. and they're all together, which is very nice. Yeah. Um... Uh, and then we got college starting this week. My gosh. Uh, actually, college started last week. Uh, you had Florida-Miami uh, with the Gators coming away with that win. Uh, some nice games. Thir- uh, there was some nice games Thursday night, which is tonight. Uh, you had UCF and Florida A&M, Clemson and Georgia Tech. Clemson won that one huge. I did not see the outcome of the USC- UCF-Florida A&M game. A uh, few games Friday night coming up. Uh, Saturday, full swing. Uh, and then you got the Irish play on Monday. Key, uh, and then they're playing uh, in Louisville okay. on Monday. The Irish are playing there. Keep an eye on some transfers like Jalen Hurts, transferred to Oklahoma from Alabama. And also Alabama just lost Dylan Moses, their linebacker, uh, for the season with an ACL. He was a Buckets finalist last season. Um, so for your local guys this week coming up and college football week one is very, very, very hard to tell. Um, Pitt is actually playing Virginia, which is an ACC game. So they're starting off tough. Yeah, that's going to be tough. That's going to be a tough game for them. But they got the rib fest magic. Rib fest magic. I like it. Last year I skipped work to go see the Clarks at rib fest. Every Friday night. I don't the, regret the, it. The, the Friday night, uh, rib fest every year. Uh, Penn state has Idaho coming into happy Valley. Oh man. At 3.30. I hope the Idaho fans who travel get to try some of the excellent lard-based potato chip products that are available in Central PA. Um, If there's one thing that that Pennsylvania is underrated for, it is regional potato chip varieties. (laughs) I'm not fucking kidding. Hess spends like $50 on chips every time he goes home. I know. (laughs) Um, WVU has James Madison headed to Morgantown at 2 p.m., uh, that should be a threat. Did I see that Dana Holgerson is not coaching anymore? Yeah, he's in Houston. Okay, so... Unless he's out of Houston. Uh, yeah, so... so no, the, he left the WVU yeah, so for the, Houston. WVU, I still follow him on Twitter. WVU has a new coach this year. 
Not sure who it is. Not sure who it is. He's not as good at Twitter <laughs> as Dana Holgerson. I, I guarantee that. Right. And then uh, Notre Dame, we, we mentioned they start on the road Monday night in Louisville uh, at 8 p.m. I looked at my schedule. I'm like, oh, fuck. Both works are closed on Monday? Yeah. Uh, oh, unexpected day off. And Notre Dame plays at 8? Excellent. I got golf in the morning and Notre Dame football at night. Yeah. And then I bust my ass Tuesday through Saturday. So. Well, enjoy it, man. I will enjoy I it. I probably won't even get to see it because I bet it's on ESPN, which is still blocked on my device. Why? Verizon. I can't wait to leave their asses. Why is ESPN blocked? They, they, they won't let me authenticate. Like, when you click on the button to authenticate, like, I have this cable, instead of taking you to the website where you enter your, like, password. But don't you have Plus? I have everything, but it doesn't, it doesn't, it won't let me log on on the fire, uh, which is in my office. I refuse to get a second cable box for my office, uh, okay? Like, I, ha- I have an over-the-top setup, and it should work. Fuck you, big cable company. It's Verizon. Like, if I had Comcast, I'd be fine. I can get to the page where it says, like, give me your Comcast password, and I don't have a Comcast password. Son of a bitch. All right. All right, folks. Thank you very much. Have a great week. Enjoy it. We'll be back next week with episode 95, and you know who that's going to be. Avoid the Lloyd. Avoid the Lloyd. Take it easy, folks. Have a great week. All right, dude. I can see it. Hey, Ian's. Thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend for the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. BoldPittsburgh on the Facebook or BoldPGH.com.